Yo, welcome to the Hype Geek Podcast, where we talk about how gaming influences culture. My name is Rustin today, and I'm joined here by my co-founder, Kalu. What's up, guys? This week's podcast is gnarly. A ton of big, big news on all the platforms. And it just shows how big this industry is. Like, There's companies eating each other. There's companies being exposed for a different ton of different things there's companies being racist sorry i just had to say that there's yeah companies that are going through sexual harassment there's so many different things that i don't know just also skate for yeah yeah so (laughs) just seeing how just how like hot all these like topics are right now kind of just it's kind of scary you know like esports is it's just video games guys like let's just calm down have fun play games but when you're in industry you're gonna have these harvey weinstein moments right there's gonna be so many different things that um, can make everyone look bad and i, I, I just know, just like i'm just fucking mind blown that all this shit's happening in video games me too gaming. me too because yeah. gaming is very inclusive uh and it's you rarely see each other physically so like there aren't really instances in which the sexual harassments could occur but apparently doesn't matter what industry or what thing you do there's always some bad apples and they're always going to try and flex their yeah. influence on people. And that's yeah. what we're going to talk about today. 2020 is just like, before we get into like the interest talk, 2020 is just like a year of... I swear to God, if Kat talks about Corona again. No, no, I'm just saying it's kind of like a year. <laughs> every, so intro. Like, every, every intro. No. It's just, it, 2020 is kind of a year for... It, it's kind of like a reflection on like the shit that's going on, right? Like just so much shit is going on. Everyone's just having to deal with it. Like... Among, among all like this corona stuff cal mentioned it there um but also like all these riots and stuff with black lives matter and then like people are also now feeling like empowered to just share all their stories which like, is great um they're all their personal sexual harassment stories like for me personally i've seen so many stories and twitter threads of people finding expo- finally exposing their sexual harassers where they're feeling a little more silent in the years before but now 2020 is the year where they're like fuck it, all this shit's going down like let me just like clear everything out and like it's crazy i saw a twitter thread and there are people from my high school, my straight up high school, being accused of sexual harassment. Mm. So it's just so like my my mind right now, and like the, where my life's at, and where I'm just seeing all this news. It's like it hits home. It also hits like my industry. It's just everywhere. And 2020 is just a fucking mind fuck, dude. There's just too much going on. I, I don't know what else I could handle at this point. But yeah, we'll go through the topics. But let's just roll the interest on right now. Before we dive into the topics like subscribe share do that hype geek podcast check us out on our socials i'm at rustin with a one instead of an i he's kapow k-h-a-p-0-w that's it i wanted to put it at the beginning now just in case let's talk about the topics mixer i'm just gonna say mixer because there's a lot of shit going on with mixer um as of this morning like hella crazy shit and then twitch but being racist okay Sure. Let's talk about that. And then lastly, on a lighthearted note, we're going to talk about EA's summer releases. That's really exciting. Big announcement. Um, let's dive into it. Mixer. Yeah, there's the three main things. Mixer, Twitch, EA. Just the massive conglomerates having good and bad news. Mostly bad news. <laughs> but let's start with Mixer because it's like packed into like two really big topics. One that just came after another pretty much. So we'll start first with the big news that came out this morning in that Mixer has now closed down and is partnering, aka just got bought out by yeah. Facebook Gaming. Holy Absurd. shit. 
Who would have seen it coming? I didn't. No, I did not. I definitely did not. But at the same time, we both knew Mixer was just like a failed platform. Like, of course. After the Ninja deal and after the Shroud deal, we're like, dude, that those are massive moves for Mixer. But we heard nothing after that. Like, no real big signings, no growth in numbers for anyone. Ninja lost like tens of millions of followers and viewers that way. Like, it just wasn't a good, it, nothing happened through that. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a plan after that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we thought, like, you know, Ninja and then, like, Halo is going to come out and they're going to blow that up together and stuff like that. None of that happened yet. And it got to the point where they're just using so much cash from Microsoft that they're like, all right, we can't, we can't stand this anymore and just sold themselves to Facebook gaming. Dude, crazy that that can even happen because in my mind, Mixer is like a Microsoft property. Like, it's on the Xbox home screen. Like it's their offices are in Seattle. Like they are all on contracts with Microsoft, the Microsoft company. Like Mixer is like Microsoft Word. Do you get what I'm saying? And to yeah. think that some another company could look at that and be like, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe we buy it, right? Like, yeah. okay, I didn't think that that was possible, but I just learned that it is possible. I think what's also really crazy is. We talked about this on previous podcasts. We said this already happened in China. We're seeing it in chat. Rip Mixer. Um, we're going to talk about that Ninja deal in a second. But we talked about this. In China, we've already seen this happen. You can't buy the talent because the, commu- the community stays on the platforms. So the platforms with the best homegrown talent win, right? Mm-hmm. We thought maybe this would be different because they got Ninja, right? Turns out it's the same. All that matters is the community on the platform and then the creators that originally grow there. If you leave that platform, it's very difficult for you to grow. However, Courage went to YouTube. He has been growing. He has more viewers on his YouTube than he did on his Twitch. But Courage wasn't the top talent on Twitch. So you could make the case that that was going to eventually happen for him on Twitch. My prediction for where... Oh, sorry. We didn't even talk about the fact that some streamers aren't leaving with Mixer. So when Facebook bought Mixer, essentially they said that any creator can go wherever they want, but if they come to Facebook, they'll get their partner status. They'll get all the same shit. So, but they let anyone go wherever they want. I don't think they even had the power to control that. So Ninja and Shroud, the two biggest streamers, are not moving to Facebook with Mixer. Ninja is cashing out on his contract as well as Shroud. So think about this. Ninja signed, what, this year or last year? It was uh, last year, last year, last year, year. 20 to 30 million dollar reportedly 20 to 30 million dollar deal last year, probably a five year deal to get that 20 to 30. But now he can just eject rip cords out of the contract, gets all that money paid now, and he doesn't have to stay on the shitty platform anymore. And my prediction is that he's going to go to YouTube because Twitch did him dirty and courage is on YouTube. And it just it just and makes loaded sense. Is like both their managers. Yeah. But like let let's just talk about what kind, how lucky Ninja is for a second. Dude, let's just, so let's just fucking lucky. Ponder bro. that for a second because he moved over to Mixer. Everyone's calling him a sellout, but he got the bag of thirty million, twenty, thirty million, whatever, and his viewership dropped. And people like you know he was to me he was starting to become more and more relevant. And now he's having this entire he he so Facebook actually offered him apparently reports said almost double of what Mixer offered him to stay. Wow. Facebook. And he turned that down because he realized, like, I did this for one. He already did it before. Yeah, he's like, fuck that. I'm not going to go to an even smaller platform, even though you're going to pay me more. And he's just probably going to probably... Well, let's clarify. 
smaller yes but facebook the property is the biggest platform technically yeah but yeah Yeah, continue doesn't matter also facebook if we're talking about companies and bad rap like facebook is kind of an evil corporation let's be honest yeah like it mark like i don't know about the gaming side of things but like facebook overall just evil Mm. i'm not gonna dive too deep into that because an esports podcast but let's just talk about not our territory because he got 30 million dollars for just one year so the more the contract closed it's not like it was like a certain like x amount of dollars vested over this many years and like if you if we end in one year then you get only like a fraction of it no i think he got all 30 million dollars and now he could go grab another 10 to 30 million dollars and go to a different platform and grow his viewership there where he's not just trapped in mixer crazy this is the biggest like he got so lucky with this like ninja got so fucking lucky with this and no i don't think he i don't think he knew someone in the chat asked if he knew i don't think he knew what i think is also absurd is that microsoft last year was just like all right fuck it this isn't doing too hot uh we're about to release a new console fuck it 50 million dollars out of the marketing budget let's buy ninja let's buy some other streamers maybe it'll work year later they burned all that money instantly and it didn't work they're like fuck it it was Give it to Facebook. It's crazy to me also. Like Microsoft is just totally okay with giving it to Facebook. But who else are they going to give it to? Every single other person in that streaming war is fucked. Like they're all, all these companies are competing with each other in so many different properties. Um, And it's also sad for me because I thought that, you know, when the new Halo game was going to release, there was going to be a whole mixer like integration with Ninja. And it was just going to be super epic because Ninja used to play Halo. But that's not happening anymore. But yeah, RIP Mixer. That's like pretty sad. I remember seeing Mixer at its birth when it was Beam. When I went to its first like, mm, so mm-hmm. Beam was what it was before they sold to Microsoft, which created some y- detective become Mixer. Yeah, some young kid made and it. I saw yeah, some young kid. And when I went to TechCrunch New York, when it was like pitched, I forgot what year it was, 2016 maybe. Um, we saw that pitch and we saw them win. And we're like, dang, like I, I wasn't even in the esports industry back then. I was like, damn, that's really cool. Like the tech they were showing was like amazing. And then fast forward, I'm in the industry and now they're mixer and then now they're dead. And like, <laughs> I mean, they're not dead. Like the tech is still, I but believe they're dead. what they said. They're basically the dead. Is, no, the tech team is still being like used within like, I know. Obviously like it's still Facebook, right? Like, your company that you made. The, yeah. It's gone. Yeah. But like what Facebook gaming didn't have and what made beam slash mixer special was the audience interactivity. Mm-hmm. Right, so they're still using that tech is what they sold to Facebook, I believe. So I believe some of the team that was working on Mixer is still, I think they said still part of Microsoft, but they're working like with Facebook. So like though the operations are closed, I think the tech team is still technically like developing that on the Facebook side of things. Makes sense. So it's half dead, but let's just consider it an RIP and just f in the chat for Mixer. It's over, boys. It had a good run. They what spent a fuck ton of money didn't work out. Just goes to show. F. What happens in this industry? You can't just buy your fans. That just doesn't happen. You can buy us, though. Just saying. If oh, anyone's yeah, listening. Can, yeah. Facebook Gaming buys out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our podcast exclusively on your platform <laughs> if you want to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on. What else is happening at Mixer, Kai? So one thing we want to... We don't want to just focus on the Mixer merger and like the good slash bad news. We want to highlight a really bad thing that happened to Mixer over this past weekend that is kind of being overshadowed by the merger, which isn't a great thing, but we really need to emphasize this. Again, going back to 2020 being the year where everyone's just just really calling people out and just doing justice, which is really good. Mixer, before this merger, was being called out for racism internally within the team. 
really, really bad stuff. There's this guy, Milan Millen or Milan Lee? Milan Lee. Milan Lee, who shared a story on Twitter where he had an extended Twitter thread, or not a Twitter, a Twitter link that linked to like a longer story of his experience working under Microsoft's Mixer platform. And it is very, very poor. He it's faced absurd. racism from, I, th- I believe it was just one employee. His um, manager. got Yeah, manager. Yeah, she got doxxed and like, they know her name now. I don't remember what it was, but she like deleted her Twitter and everything, which shows obvious guilt. Um, but he was explaining his story as like, first, he, like, when he got hired on, he was like, I kind of have a feeling that like I, I was brought on because As a diversity, of, like, diversity regions. I mean, mm-hmm. you could just look around and just seeing like you're the only Afro American person there. Kind of, he started having a little sense of this. But it wasn't until one of their meetings where the manager literally described the mixer partners, like the mixer streamers, as her slaves, and that she is the slave master <laughs> that controls the content. Who the fuck says that? Fucking dumbass. Like, but, like, who says that? But then what happens was Milan literally like calls around it he goes like yo what you said like that's not cool that's a really <laughs> you can't say that bro i did what she did was she went on google and tried to explain why that analogy was appropriate <laughs> and, in, and in his words he said when google told her it wasn't okay which is hella funny so i imagine her typing like is it okay to call my employees slaves and google just replies in the big no place, no <laughs> She still just just defended herself, she, and she just she just fully just leaned on that. And he even went to like HR. He went to like all these lanes, to like lawyers and stuff, because he left the company. He went to like lawyers, and they're just saying like she can't be racist because she hired you. <laughs> it's because you're a black male, and she hired you. That kind of neg- negates what she says. Jesus, like, dude. This is why there's so many holes in our like it's systemic racism. System. That that right there. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. So fucked. So so fucked. Like we actually were on a phone call with this guy once. Yeah, funny enough. Like yeah. we were like that name sounds familiar. Check back at the email threads. We've actually been in contact with him. Yeah. So if you're somehow listening, Milan, like we're really sorry for your experience. Yeah. Um super it's fucked super up. tragic. But yeah. it's good that you're now sharing the story and like it, again, like people should be calling these people out. We gotta just bring justice to like all these shitty experiences. And even though it makes us look bad as an industry that like things are happening within it, it does showcase that like when it becomes so big, like we are now, like we have to keep everyone accountable. Dude, we have to fight it right now. And Mm -hmm. that kind of brings us to our next point of what's going on over at Twitch. So the reason I say we have to fight this now is because the larger we get, the more, and the more that the larger we get and the more that we keep this under wraps, the larger the problem grows as well. Um, Let's talk about Twitch. So Twitch is facing a different kind of, uh, I don't know, lack of moral judgment. Is that the right word to use here? Uh, A lot of sexual harassment with different content creators on Twitch or people that just deal with content creators on Twitch. God damn it, Twitch. God damn it, Esports. We got Mixer who's broke and racist. Now we got (laughs) Twitch who's going through sexual harassment. Like, I mean, at least we have some good news with EA, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. but Twitch, they they released a statement, even though it's like not their employees or anything like that. It was um it was the streamers, the partners, a ton of different Twitch partners are now being called out for sexual harassment, mm-hmm. and it's just like a, a dozens of streamers came forward in the past weekend, and we'll highlight like the ones that were highlighted in this um, website, this article from Heavy that shows a lot of different screenshots from different tweets that were being posted, I and mean, we'll talk about the main two which were say, from Say No to Rage, who's a Twitch partner with over 174,000 followers and is popular on Destiny 2. 
and also Pro Syndicate. Yeah, he's also Pro a Syndicate. massive streamer. He has 3 million followers on Twitch and combined with YouTube has like 12 million across both of those. Massive so, guy. Massive, massive people. Like, because Say No to Rage, Say no to Rage and a lot of the other people being called out were primarily from the Destiny 2 game category. Even Bungie, who created Destiny 2, I believe, um, released a statement saying like, yo, this isn't cool. Just like, it just shows like, when you have one stakeholder like this, or when you have one massive person like this who does a wrongdoing, there's multiple stakeholders involved, right? Their fans are involved. Yeah. Like, obviously, the, the victim, like the platform, the game, like these are things that you don't really see. There's just so much shit going on. And third person is a person who was a CEO. I was a CEO, I believe. Yeah, of a, it was like a management agency, right? Yeah, Talent OPG, agency. OPG. performance group um, who, who manages like a ton of different streamers. But we'll start off first with Say No to Rage. Yeah. This article really dives deep into like the descriptions of like what really happened, uh, what went on. But this guy is just like, like low key, bro. You look at his video and like, bro, he just looks creepy. Like, fuck this. He, he is a creepy looking guy. Okay, so <laughs> the reason why I was like a little surprised that the sexual harassment uh, claims were coming out was because I wasn't sure when they could have occurred. Like, because. You know, we're on quarantine and also like in the gaming industry, it's not really that often that we run into each other unless you're on the industry side, meaning like you're having meetings with these people. Um, if you're a content creator, you really only see other content creators at events, right? Like yeah. expos, TwitchCon conventions or whatever. So I would have thought that like it probably doesn't happen just because we do, you don't see people as often as you would in the movie industry, right? Like actresses always have to meet with producers all the time. And that's why like there's always an instance of which this can happen pretty frequently. But it just goes to show that if someone gets too much power and they are insecure to some degree or they, they just have been raised in some interesting way or they don't they see the world in a different way. They will take advantage of their power and do things to hurt people. So we're completely against that. Say no to rage. Basically, this guy was playing a card game uh, with a Twitch affiliate called Jules Verne. And she played an entire card game with this guy's hand on her thigh. And then basically asked for sex. And everyone in the room was like, oh, that's just Lono. Oh, you know, like say no to rage that's him uh, you know that's just what he does right it's like what what is going on and then that just opened up a whole like clusterfuck of people talking about how this guy like would message his hot viewers or viewers they thought were attractive that were like subbing to him or donating to him he would reach out to, he reached out to one of them for example and basically like assumed that she was a sex worker and was saying like he'd love to like work with her on her sex work um and just sending Let's really collaborate. creepy messages yeah <laughs> which is like these people are fucking idiots you don't think that like why are you typing all this out first of all like i'm just if i'm their pr their publicist i'm like dude it just people are so dumb and they don't understand you're not supposed to do this yeah and i'll take that one step further so let's talk about the next creator okay i love to write I just want his name to be very clear for everyone to know who this guy is. Say no to rage is the first guy. Okay. Say no to sexual harassment. Yes. He should rebrand. Just Creepy guy. Back. Yeah. And, uh, yep, he got called out for it. Now we're going to talk about pro syndicate, Tom Cassell. Pretty big content creator. So, uh, are you guys familiar with Zombie Unicorn? 
If you don't, she's one of like the original Twitch creators, in my opinion. When I first got in the industry, everyone was talking about this woman. She has very colorful hair, and she is accusing uh, Pro Syndicate of sexual assault. So I'm going to read this excerpt because partially because you need to hear this, but also because I've never heard a publication explain pulling out. I've only heard the term pulling out in like a colloquial way, but I've never seen it. I've never seen it written academically. And it's just really interesting. So, okay. According to her, while working together on a tournament between YouTube gaming influencers in 2016, known as Legends of Gaming, they both were going to have sexual intercourse, but Cassell didn't have any condoms. Cassell is pro syndicate. Yes. Casanova, who is zombie unicorn, said that they could continue the intercourse if he withdraws, since she doesn't take birth control. Okay. Withdraws. Yeah, no. way of placing it. Someone <laughs> at heavy, heavy.com was like, huh, the source pull out. Oh, yeah. Withdraw. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel for them. How You're not going like, to pull out. Like, this is a scientific art. Like, this is a, an article that people are reading for, like, it's an important message, right? You can't, like, fuck around with it. But yeah. that's probably how they say it in court, too. Anyway, when the time came, I was on top of him. He was saying that he was about to. And I was like, okay, I'm getting off. And he held me down physically so that I could not get off of him. Casanova said, I smacked him and said, no, stop. Casanova also said that despite Cassell claiming that he didn't have condoms, she later found some in his bathroom. Scumbag. The next morning, a woman who worked for Cassell's company, Three Black Dot, took her to a pharmacy to get plan B. Bro, even his agency was in on this guy. Yeah, they should get they should get fucked too. Three black dot. Like, yeah, we went to their dot. we went to their party E three last year. I had we had no party. idea who they. No idea. Crazy. Like, just to know that like this seems like a regular incident where it's just all right. Like morning after, let me get my company to pull up with a black limo <laughs> and take you to the pharmacy and then take Give you, you plan home. Plan B, dude. That thought of it is just that so is so hard. demeaning, bro. Yeah. And then like yeah. this guy. His thing is that he wants to have sex with girls and impregnate them. Yeah. Big leap that I'm taking here, but like, I mean, he just probably doesn't want to do it with protection on. So yeah, you're right. Like, but but you should withdraw if you're asking me. Like that. Yeah. Anyway. Definitely. But think about this, dude. Now you just have that gnarly experience, but this guy has way more followers than you, so you gotta like pretend like that wasn't weird to you and not say anything. That's the most fucked up part about it is that yeah. y- he gets to do his own thing and you can't like this guy can make or break you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it it's just crazy. He also took photos of her naked and showed them to his friends without their consent or knowledge. And then, uh, yeah, what else? Also, his ex-girlfriend called him out saying that he wanted that he tried to do things to her. Um, she, refused. she refused and then he assaulted her. Um, but they were in a relationship, so that one's like a kind of murky. But I don't know know all the information on that. If, if it's if it's ever a I refused, and, mm. and that that's just like no matter if you're in a relationship or not, it's always a big no. Like got it. There, there's a, there's definitely like instances of like you know just domestic abuse, right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Terrible. And, just okay, to but, know how much of a scumbag Pro Syndicate is, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but fine. this guy was also in the giant lawsuits for the counter-strike gambling websites yeah he was one of the youtubers scamming kids into thinking they could make money by gambling on csgo skins 
because they would rig the websites for the YouTubers to win for their videos. Yeah. And the kids would watch them and say, oh, if they won, I can win. But it was all a scam. And this guy was one of the people in that case. He just has a track record of being a fucking scumbag. Yeah, it's called CSGO Lotto. And he pretty much would promote the website without saying that he was an owner of it, hmm. right? So it was just like, oh, it's just another brand deal. So this brand paid him, but he created it. He rigged it. And he would pay other YouTubers between like $2,500 to $55,000, kind of using them as influencers to promote his shitty ass website, right? And then like... He, so he has his track record and he has the balls to come out and say, I honestly don't know what to say of all these allegations being made against me. This was him yesterday, by the way. I'm an actual shock. I seriously am. I want to address every single thing that's been said. I'll be making a statement regarding all these false allegations in the following days. So we'll get something from him in a couple of days. Um, just to let you know, Stay No Rage already released an apology video. I didn't listen to it because it's probably just 11 minutes and 7 seconds is just complete bullshit or just him trying to like save his ass but also being apologetic at the same time which not a fan of probably your typical classic youtube apology where it's just like no music no cuts and they just go on and turn off the camera after. that's what it was yeah, i watched a little much. bit of it so you're spot on yeah. um Fucking... pro syndicate and say no to rage our next guy omid daryani he's the guy that started that agency where he hired a bunch of content creators uh i went and looked at this guy's twitter uh i get harvey weinstein vibes from him yeah and literally the harvey weinstein of of esports or like streaming and this guy also probably had the stupidest like in the entire me too movement he probably had the stupidest way of trying to like save himself and i'll explain it because it's probably the dumbest thing i've ever heard okay so let's explain what he did there was a woman that Dariani met in 2014 uh named molly fender ayala she's now a community development lead for overwatch but used to be a streamer so uh, she looked up to this guy. They hung out at the convention that they met at in 2014, which again, m to my point exactly, it's only at the conventions really. That yeah, because dude, like, let's think about it. like all these horny ass gamer nerds who are like building up their clout throughout the years. The one time where they just get a fucking release themselves when they see these girls in person at these conventions. I bet like, and we know like these conventions are fucking toxic. Like there's some weird like, dudes. There were, like there were people like roofing people at like TwitchCon. Oh yeah. Like they're holy dude. These. These gamers need to fucking relax. They need to stay inside, man. Like, just, it's so fucked. Like, the one time where this esports shit becomes physical, you're just gonna do this shit? Like, oh my fucking god. Yeah. Stay home. Just yeah. play your games. Like, fuck off. That's so messed up. All right, continue. Sorry. Wow, you sound like such a jock right there. Stay home, you fucking nerds. Play video <laughs> games. <laughs> anyway, okay, so Ayala, the woman, Dariani, the Weinstein guy. Okay. Uh, after they hung out at a convention, they were walking back together to the hotels for the night. Uh, she asked for one final bit of advice on how to break into game, the gaming industry for him. And he basically told her a story about a girl who had quickly gotten ahead by sleeping with some of the men at her company. He said that in a male-dominated industry, it was really the best way to get ahead. That's just how the industry is. Uh, it's a small industry, very relationship-based. I could help you, he said. Uh, he also said that people could be your downfall and that you had personally blacklisted others before women had been blacklisted in the industry for not doing the right thing. So basically this guy told this girl a made up story about how to get ahead in the industry. The way that you do it is you sleep with the men in the industry, AKA him. And if you don't, you'll get blackballed. 
Uh, that it, it could not be made up to you. Could have done this to multiple other victims as well, and that it is a true story. Maybe it is he true. He does this to fucking a ton of them, and there is evidence to go towards that after. But we'll, we'll just keep going with this current story. Yeah. Go ahead. And uh, basically, he then proceeds to ask her if she wants to have a threesome with him and his wife. Uh, she said no. Then he asked again, uh, and then she ran away, and avoided him at the convention for the rest of the weekend and yeah so that's his response in the twitch chat everyone's getting fired up and i just want to read one of them really quickly how do you call yourself a man when you treat people and women like this someone's daughter and sister these fools need a smacking our thoughts exactly um i think you know a lot of the toxicity that occurs in online gaming because it goes unchecked it comes out physically and people think it's okay so the gaming companies uh, have a like a responsibility to make sure that this is not how you interact with each other online. Therefore, maybe in person, people will stop doing that too. A bunch of people now are tweeting that they're going to leave this guy's company, uh, the yeah, Weinstein all, all guy. Talent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of talent. And this is the point where I was saying this is the stupidest like apology I've ever heard in uh, in the Me Too movement. He claims that uh, he doesn't recall the conversation um, that him and Ayala had, but he's not going to sit here and argue about whether or not it happened because he promised he would believe women. The fact that I don't remember, quote, the fact that I don't remember and she has had to live with this is just more evidence of the privilege I've enjoyed as a successful man in this space. It's not an excuse. So basically what this guy is saying is that I don't remember this conversation, but I hate men too that abuse their power. So this shouldn't happen. So I'm going to leave my position, even though I don't remember this happening. Basically, what he's trying to say is like, this didn't happen. And let's blame other men in the industry, bro. You basically admitted that it happened by saying that you don't remember, but you feel guilty. Dog, yeah. if you feel guilty, it happened. Come on. Or, yeah. And also it's the possibility that it's like, oh, I don't, I don't remember this because I've done it to dozens of other girls in the industry. But yeah, I believe her. It probably, it was, she was probably one of the 20. You know? Like what? Like fucking so, asshole. You know, I've definitely done this to other girls, but her, I don't her, know. So uh, I'm not going to apologize. Yeah, for I believe her. I believe her. <laughs> he literally says in his tweet, I believe Molly. <laughs> So I have a few things to apologize for. Like, as if someone, she's making claims against someone else. He's like, yeah, I believe her. I believe her that I did something. That makes so sense. This maybe didn't happen, but I'll step down anyways, says chat. Dude, the chat is is on our side with here. Yeah, he said I'm no longer CEO of OPG. So he did did leave the company. Um, Where he seemed like (laughs) a special company created opportunity where none exists blah blah the talented men don't destroy them because you're angry at me or some bullshit but um, i don't know yeah that was one of the like most absurd apologies i've ever heard yeah 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 that's like i mean there's i think there they said there's like dozens of other girls who like said other things about twitch partners and stuff like that i don't think anything regarding twitch employees like actual twitch corporate but Twitch did also release a response themselves saying that they're, they're going to look into it and all that stuff like that. It's good to have the platforms involved. Um, on, on Just back on the Mixer side of things, Mixer also replied to Milan's tweet saying, like, our goal is to build a positive, welcoming, inclusive team, blah, blah, all the P- PR bullshit you're supposed to put. But the thing about that is that 
you didn't do anything when it actually did happen and when he did go approach you right like yeah you're just like saving face now by dude replying with the stupid tweet saying you're looking to it yeah like, that's just it's just it's just terrible seeing like people are not doing proactive ways and finding proactive ways to stop this they're just doing all damage control and and they said thank you milan and to the entire community like thank you milan for tweeting about it because we wouldn't have done anything unless you tweeted it it's like yeah bro these these there's just like i get it all right yeah yeah but, all right I, 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 anyway hashtag clean up the project. industry that's the hashtag going around right now hashtag clean that's up the good. industry so that's actually good hashtag. Yeah. yeah yeah so that's that let's move on to a lighter topic yes. last week on thursday just calm down just unwind with some, was this thursday I think so. EA Friday, Summer of Play. It was Friday. Friday. EA Summer of Play. EA announces a lot of things. They announce Apex yeah, Legends. Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> they announce Apex Legends is going to have crossplay. Finally. Yes. Finally. This is something we've asked for for a long time. And it's coming out to Nintendo Switch. That's exciting. That's really exciting. It's just the, it's just the Fortnite play because Fortnite is also Nintendo Switch. It's 30 frames per second, but it's whatever. But think about this it's the first Battle Royale with like a major audience that doesn't have building that's now available on all platforms and crossplay and free. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. There could be yeah. something there. They also announced a new Star Wars game, which you DM to me and said, it's an, e- it's an eSport now. Talk to me. I Why mean, do you think it, it's an eSport? I, mean, it's, I think it was teased, but it showed off 5v5 gameplay, which if you look at most eSports, it's just like within five to six players. Mm-hmm. So like anything that's a team-based game, seems like it can be turned to esports and it seems like they're trying to get into the space possibly with this game so the game um, is a dogfight game sorry yeah it's, it's there's planes you're shooting each other the controls are really gnarly they're going to have vr support why i think it's going to be an esport is because they have uh game modes that are kind of like overwatch where you have a payload and you have to carry the payload across the map and defend it while people are trying is to it shoot actually it. vr supportable yeah yeah right because that, I think that could be the biggest differentiation for this game. Because hmm. no other esport, except for like possibly NASCAR, huh, you're right, well. dude. You're sitting in a seat and looking to your left and looking to your right and maybe using your rear view mirrors or whatever possible or whatever they have there is like an actual like physical movement that you can't do when you're playing Fortnite or Overwatch because you're hmm. moving your character. Hmm. But sitting in a seat, any game that requires just sitting in a seat and looking over and controlling a steering wheel is probably where VR is best. And like NASCAR is an esport, but it's it's like a realistic sport, right? It's not going to be a crazy graphics or anything. It's just going to be what you see in a NASCAR like a race. But for something like this, where you could really make a VR game a VR game, and that like it's a digital world, and you could blow up whatever digital aspects you want, and like have laser beam shooting in five v five, I think VR will work really well, not just for the consumer, but for the competitive players. Yeah, well, so. you bring up a really good point. This may not be the watershed moment for VR esports. But it's definitely going to be a stepping stone towards that moment for sure. Because mm-hmm. this is like a mainstream title. A lot of people are interested in getting it. So um, that's exciting. And then they also announced like another esport type of game, which is like, it's called like, it's not Rocket, Rocket Jump, Arena. Rocket Arena. Rocket, Rocket Arena, yeah. it, it actually looks really good. It's like a third person shooter, where, but it's a hero shooter. It's so like Overwatch type where the different characters have different rockets. But they can like fly around the map and they have really cool abilities. Uh, I'm excited to see that, honestly. And it's coming out in July, which is pretty soon, and it's free. So I'm really excited for that. Oh, it's free. Yeah. The most exciting thing, though, the most exciting thing is the way that they ended their EA Summer of Play event. It cut to 
two guys that looked like skaters slash gamers and they said we're back it's happening skate 4 is happening that's it that's all we heard but skate 4 is fucking happening it's happening wow. guys you probably already know this because you've been reading about it and hearing about it all weekend but i just want to say that this is one of the only examples in my lifetime that i've seen of fan bases in the gaming industry crying for a game to come actually no now i'm saying that i can think of two other ones but crying for a game to come back and they brought it back skate four for how long have people been asking for skate four and it's coming back and i can't think of a better time for it to come back because now we're all hype geeks baby all gamers are hype geeks right skate four yeah is like an encapsulation of hype geek culture. It's a video game, but it's about skate culture and fashion. And like Tyler, the creator was tweeting about this for so long and it finally happened. And like, dude, they better not fuck it up. That's all I'm saying. But they're taking it very seriously. It's all about the culture for them. And uh, I'm I'm giddy. I'm excited. Yeah. Wow. That was a very passion-filled uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Sorry for sounding so angry, but again, we do have to turn eyes towards an issue like this. But yeah, we'll come back to you guys next week. Probably more chill topics where we just have a conversation. <laughs> but we were so No, like, I want passion really topics, engaged. dude. This is a great yeah, podcast. No, it, was, it was good. It was Shout great. out to everyone watching. Thank you guys for coming in and supporting us. Um, Thanks for participating. We, we need just to raise awareness and raise eyes. So what was the hashtag that you said again? Uh, hashtag clean the industry. Or let me see. Hashtag clean up the industry. While we're talking about socials, you know, throw us a follow on Twitch if you're watching live. Go check us out on YouTube. E-call us CMTV um share this podcast with your friends it'll be up on apple and apple podcast anywhere you get your podcasts on wednesday morning right cat yeah wednesday morning night yeah. i'm always uploaded yeah. yeah yeah so if you're watching live go subscribe to the hype geek podcast if you just google it, it's the first thing that shows up um and go check out our socials it's tagged in the video but also if you're listening go check us out leave us a five-star review that's the most helpful thing you could do and that's pretty much it from us we'll be back next week Uh, We love you guys and hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Peace. Peace.